All right, you beautiful people, what is going on? It's your friend, Coach Mark Bottenland here, the CEO of Run Strong. That's right, the Chief Endurance Officer. And I am really pleased to announce that we are bringing back Strong Sessions. So if you're an OG listener, you probably remember Strong Sessions from three or four years ago when we started the podcast. Well, due to popular demand and people requesting them, they are back and I'm really excited about it because it's 2022 and everybody's trying to find the strongest versions of themselves. So if you're new here, that is okay. So let's get into what strong sessions are. So strong sessions are 10 to 15 minute episodes. We think of them as kind of cram sessions. They are an in-depth take but in a very digestible format, right? So I think of the small deposits in your bank account that accumulate over time. Um, They are tools, tricks, tips, various methods that I have used with the athletes that I coach to great success and things that you can implement into your training, into your life uh, to make you better and more prepared to do whatever it is that you like to do. Um, A lot of these are gonna be specific to endurance and strength because That's what we love here. Um, But a lot of them have broad application in life in general. So this is the first strong session of 2022. And I am going to give you three small investments that you can put into your training that pay big dividends in the long run. So we're talking about short hill sprints, strides, and pickups, adding them into the run. Um, how they're effective, why they're effective, and how these very, very small implementations can provide really big results for you in your training. So let me know what you think of this episode. I am stoked to jump in. All right. So jumping in with short hill sprints, I think so hill repeats in general get a lot of fanfare. You can use them at almost any part or any cycle of your training. So it's kind of a no brainer. Um, the thing is you gotta make sure you're implementing them correctly. What's your purpose? Are you doing uh, 800 uphill to really, really work your VO2 max? Or are you doing short hill sprints like we're talking about today to really improve your running form, your strength, your efficiency, your neuromuscular connection? Um, or are you doing long moderate hills that are gonna impact your, your, your threshold? your aerobic threshold. So putting them in correctly is key. You can't just think of hills as one type of training and just generally put it in because it's one type of training that can have a broad swath of applications uh, if used correctly. So today we're talking specifically about short hill sprints. So we can add short hill sprints into an existing run at the second half of the run or at the end of the run. I tell my athletes either run half your run then do them or if you have a hill by your house then or a treadmill, then you can do them after the run. It's really up to you, but as long as you get a good kind of uh, warm-up in. So we'll always be adding these pretty much to an existing easy run. So as we know, the benefits of uphill running are uh, almost endless. So you're going to have increased power output, enhanced efficiency. You're going to be able to improve your speed, the efficiency at which you run at that speed. Um, but a key advantage of short hill sprints specifically is that it can help reinforce really good running form. So as we know, sprinting uphill reinforces good running form because you must be up on your forefoot. 
Uh, you have to lift your knees. You have to execute a rapid, efficient turnover. You have to drive your arms. Um, when you're on these kind of steep grades, it also strengthens your lower leg muscles, your tendons, uh, your, your actual musculoskeletal structure that allows you to utilize and get better energy return and be more durable. So you can do these up to two times a week. I recommend that my athletes do them one time a week. So after an easy run, let me tell you how to perform these. After an easy run or in the middle of an easy run, find a steep hill. I say five to eight percent grade. Um, and what you're going to do, you're going to sprint up this hill for 10 to 15 seconds at hitting effectively a 95% effort. So these are definitely sprints. These aren't mile paces. This is definitely a sprint. Um, you want to focus on running tall. Like there's a string pulling you up. Um, you want to have a really good posture. Take powerful, efficient strides. So once you're through that 10 or 15 seconds, turn around, walk back down the hill. Don't jog down the hill. And then take 60 to 75 seconds. Again, we're not trying to, to keep our heart rate elevated in this. We're not trying to... to train our vo2 max so go ahead jog around or walk around for 90 seconds before beginning again i usually recommend six to eight of these for my beginner athletes 10 to 12 of them uh, for more advanced athletes now i do this for everybody i do this for for athletes like nick who's run 429 in the mile recently on the road and i do this for athletes like brian who has run the third fastest 100k in north america in 2021 so this type of training, short hill sprints, 10 to 15 seconds in duration, uh, up a short steep hill with ample recovery and rest at the end or second half of an existing easy run. Really, really, really important tool to add to your training, and it can go a long way. Alrighty, next we can jump into strides. So if you don't know what strides are, strides are, let's say, effectively 60 to 100 meter sprints at just slightly faster than your mile race pace. Um, I think of these as 90, 85 to 90% effort. Um, and typically these are going to be done after an easy run with very few exceptions. So pickups and short hill sprints might be done during an easy run, but strides are always done exclusively after. So some of the benefits, obviously strides are going to help you work on your biomechanics um, you can really focus on form and running fast when it's only 20 to 30 seconds in duration, even shorter. Um, obviously, as endurance athletes and sometimes ultra endurance athletes, we spend the vast majority of our uh, training paces much slower than marathon pace. So this is a good way to inject some, some quick turnover work, some speed work into a training plan without taxing the cardiovascular system or the musculoskeletal system too much. Uh, to where we're hampering or damaging recovery. Um, another thing, strides are always a great precursor to a really hard effort the next day. So if you're going to run, a, for example, a 5K threshold run the next day, or you're going to run a 5K race or, or any type of race, um, maybe some strides after your run before to prep that neuromuscular system for, for war, for battle, um, is, a good, is a good way to do it. So... Let's talk about how to properly execute strides. So you wanna, like I say, complete your scheduled run on your for your easy pace. So for me, like I consistently say for an athlete that's say 45 minutes easy zone two running with six times 80 meter strides at the end of the run. So you're gonna wanna go ahead and complete that. 
Now, if you're not going to be on a track, then that's fine. You can you can estimate 80 or 100 meters in 20 seconds. We'll say 15, 20 seconds. Um, so you want to make sure, maybe do a little dynamic stretching uh, just to make sure your body's primed, nothing too crazy. And then go ahead and start your strides. So when you do these strides, it's important to know that you're building into 95% of max effort. You're not hitting it right out of the gate like... Uh, Olympic gold medalist Michael Johnson, the sprinter who lives in my neighborhood. So you're not you're not out there competing for an Olympic medal. You are easing into these. So don't go full blast into them. Ease into them. Build speed, then slowly build down. So think of it as a pyramid. You're building up and down, and you should hit top velocity um, in the middle of the stride. Uh, so you want to make sure when you're doing this, you are keeping your shoulders and neck relaxed. You are doing all of the proper uh, gate movements and this really short duration, short but intense, I should say, duration allows you to really hone in and focus on that biomechanical efficiency in very, very short chunks. It's much more manageable that way. And then finally, when you finish, take full recovery between each stride 90 seconds to two minutes. There really, really is no no time that's too long so you know don't be afraid to take two minutes on this you can jog around slowly walk do whatever it is catch your breath uh, shake out your legs strides are designed to work on speed and mechanics again we're not trying to impact the vo2 max we don't want to keep your heart rate at a certain percentage of max heart rate we are doing these just to force those neuromuscular adaptations now the final thing that you can add into your run are pickups. So pickups are faster paced running uh, injected into an existing easy run. So this again is an easy zone two aerobic run most times. Sometimes you add them to a long run. Um, but I'll give you an example. I typically have pickups prescribed every Tuesday during let's say a 60 minute run. So at some point in the second half of the run, pickups are usually executed in the second half of the run, I will uh, go from running my normal easy pace to running somewhere between my mile and 3K pace by effort, uh, faster than 5K pace for sure. And again, this is gonna provide some of the same benefits as short hill sprints and strides. It helps your body adapt to the physiological demands of running faster, it makes you a more efficient runner. It's more strength for those lower legs and stabilizing muscles. Um, but they're only 30 seconds in duration. They're followed by two to three minutes of easy running. So 30 seconds fast, three minutes of easy running. Repeat that four to six times in the second half of the run, making sure it's ample, easy running in between. And you're slowly but surely going to morph into a more efficient runner at a physiological level. Um, this again is short in duration with lots of recovery. So it's not going to, to compromise your training. It's not going to leave you sore the next day. It's not going to put a lot of strain on your body. Now, everything comes with risks. So anytime you're adding in this faster velocity stuff, there are going to be risks. But the there are very few risks with these short duration exercises that are really explosive. And they add a lot of benefit. You know, obviously, as I said earlier, a lot of the... A lot of the the training that we do as endurance athletes is is in zone two. It's slower. It's much slower than marathon pace. Um, but this is a good change that forces a lot of adaptations. It's 
again, a really low risk, high reward application that you can add into your training. So short hill sprints, strides, pickups, we're looking at biomechanical efficiency, not delaying recovery time, um, stronger, more durable, faster runner. All three of these are great additions that are going to make you a quicker, more efficient runner on race day over any surface, over any distance. And that's the goal here at the Finding Strong Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's strong session. And I know you've probably heard me hammer on about these, especially pickups all the time if you've been listening for a while, but they are that good. I just can't stop talking about them. Add them in, add these three in, make these small deposits to your bank account. Watch the interest compound. These are great. Hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you did, Drop us a five-star rating on iTunes or Apple, whatever it's called. Spotify, you can rate on now. Anytime you subscribe, you share a podcast, you rate us. We love it. We appreciate it. And it gets this podcast out to more people. And that's what we ultimately want to do. It's a passion project for Michael and I. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Without you, there is no us, as I said. And until next time, everybody, stay strong.